Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Two weeks ago, uh, we, we did announce that uh, Heidi and I would be transitioning. We would, we would be stepping, Pastor Jacob calls it stepping up. We promoted to more of an oversight role, uh, not only to the Opelousas campus, but also to our other campuses. And that Pastor Nick and Rachel have a new assignment. They're going to be stepping into what was our role here locally at, in Opelousas. And so just so that you'll know, uh, we'll be here once a month let me, let me, to, to preach. And if we're not here, we're in one of our other campuses preaching. And if we're not at one of the other campuses preaching and we're not here preaching, we'll be sitting right there on the front row saying yes and amen to Pastor Nick while he's preaching. This is our home church. We're not moving. Somebody, here's a rumor. They're moving to Lafayette. Okay, everybody look right here. Look right here. Why would I want to move to Lafayette? I, I, we live in the promised land. You know what I'm saying? We, are, we live in St. Landry Parish. And we're going to live in St. Landry Parish. In fact, we're building our first home. We've never built a house. Heidi and I have never built a home in our life. And we're actually in process right now of building a home here in St. Landry where we will live. So this is, this is home. And uh, we'll be serving alongside, helping Pastor Nick and Rachel, coach, consult, mentor, uh, encourage, strengthen, uh, assist, all of those words uh, here in Opelousas. And I'm excited about their tenure. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a second. But I wanted you to know that. Someone said, are y'all going to that new Iberia campus? The answer is no. We'll be traveling like next week. Heidi and I will go to New Iberia. We'll work with their teams for one week, preach there, and then we'll go to another campus the next week. And then we'll be here in Opelousas doing the same thing. And so we're, it's a new assignment for us. Everybody look right here. You never retire in Jesus. You, there's always a work to do. You're, you'll always be working and we'll always be working. And we'll do this assignment until the Lord says, I got a new one for you. And so... I wanted y'all to know that. And then I wanted just, I asked Pastor Nick for permission. I said, Pastor Nick, there, Pastor Jacob was here. We were here. We laid hands on you. We did the, the installment. But there are a few things I would like to share with you and Rachel and the congregation uh, moving forward. Just, just one more shot and we won't talk about it anymore. And so... Uh, I, I, wanted, I wanted to have that opportunity. He said, absolutely, please do it. And so today, that's why Heidi and I are here, just to have that one more, just to seal it, put the, put the bow on it, and then we're going to start moving forward in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? amen. And so I, I met with someone in the foyer afterwards, and they just said, Pastor you, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, and they were kind of stuttering. And I said, look, stop, 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 stop. This is not a subtraction from your life. It's an addition to your life. And uh, Heidi and I are still on assignment. We're part of our Savior's church. We're part of this family. This is our home church. This, if we were retired, this is where we'd go to church. We're with our people. You are our people. And so uh, we're, we're, uh, we just want you to hear that from us. I want you to say this word with me, transition. 
Yeah, we just don't like the word. Uh, we, we usually say it like this. Uh, I'm a person, uh, I, I don't like change. There, there's two kinds of people, those who love change and those who don't. And so let's just take a quick poll. How many of you love change? Let's change it up. All right, there's the crazy people. All right. How many of you just don't like it? I, I want everything to stay the same. Let's just go. Okay, everybody look right here because I want to help you. The truth is... Let me give you the truth. The truth is all of us really like change. We just don't like what we have to go through to get it. Let me say it again. Most of us, we really like change. I mean, there's some things you could think of that you would like to change, but we're not willing to pay the price to walk through it to actually get the change that we say we want. It's the transitions that are the hard part. So the truth is, all of us like change because it usually means good, right? All things work together for the good, for those who love the Lord. We just don't like walking through the transition to get to change. In fact, let me talk to you. Let me show you in 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. And this is where the Apostle Paul wrote, But we all, with an unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being what? Let me give you another word for transformed, changed. The whole gospel is about changing things. It's not the change that we're afraid of. It's the transition that we don't want to walk through. And so it's transformed into the same image. I love this. We, we, we pray this sometimes. God changed from glory to glory. We like that. Yeah, God takes us from one mountain to the next mountain, but that's not true. He takes you from a mountain. Guess what's in between one mountain and the next mountain? A valley, the valley of transition. And so I want you to know, I love what Bishop Jake said. He said, the Lord is transforming us from glory to glory. The problem is there's a valley in the middle. We just don't like the transition. And then we talk about, I'll quote Pastor Nick Carroll. I think you've heard of him. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, but there's always a mess in the middle. And so we don't like the change. We, and I use the, Heidi and I just got back from Destin, Florida. Any of you guys ever been to Destin, Florida? I mean, the, the beaches are fantastic. The water is crystal clear. They've got sidewalks and curbs they have nice things there. <laughs> Heidi always goes, why can't we have nice things? I said, babe, we got country. And so uh, it's it just, it's really nice. And we played golf and the weather was fantastic. And she goes, I mean, if we were, if we could live anywhere, we could just, we could just live here. And we'd go, nah. And you go, how, how many of you go, how many of you guys wouldn't mind moving to Destin? I mean, if everything was, you had a great job, you, paid, you got paid double the money and you could live there, how many of you'd go, I'm in? Yeah, you go, yeah, let's go. But how many of you know, in order to get there, you see the picture of it, but in order to get there, you've got to walk through some things. You got to sell a house. How many of you have ever had to move a house? Like you've had to move, how many of you know, I hate moving. I just soon... I was going to say something. Thank you, Jesus, that I didn't. 
I, I hate, how many, because when we move, it's boxes and stuff, and I, I'm, a, I'm one, I'm not sentimental about anything. I'll give it all away. I don't care. Heidi's sentimental. She's like, oh. And I say, baby, we haven't used that dish from the last place we moved from. Can we get rid of it? Oh, no, we might need it one day. And you move, you go, go through all that. Then you got to get a new house. Then you got to start a new job. How many of you know? It's not the change. We would all invite the change. It's just the transition that we have to walk through that we're not willing to pay the price for. So you, I, trust me, we, we, I've counseled marriages. Here's what it could look like. Oh, that's what I want. No, you don't, because you're not willing to go through the transition to get what you want. That's what God does with us. He takes us from one place to another, but you have to walk through the valley of transition. Now, we're walking through a transition. We're walking through the transition of the spiritual leadership of a congregation. So, guess what you have to go through to make that happen? Change, transition. It's a transition. And so today, I wanted to put a bow on that transition. I wanted to tie it off and I wanted to share, I actually wanted to preach two messages in one message. Preach one, but it'd actually be two. And you go, can he do that? And I am, I'm a trained professional. Uh, I can do two in one. And I wanted, to, I wanted to speak a message that's really just to Pastor Nick and Rachel and let you listen. How many of y'all like to do that? Just go, yeah, get him, Pastor You. just get him. And then I'd like to turn around and preach a message to you and let them listen. And so today I wanna to do that. As we tie the bow on the transition, I wanna to speak to Pastor Nick and Rachel and let you listen. And then we'll turn it around and I'll speak to you and let them listen. Are y'all ready? Are y'all cool with that? How many know I'm gonna do it anyway? All right, so you might as well be cool with it. Just say, I'm cool with it. And so let's talk about that. Uh, today. And so Pastor Nick and Rachel, I'm going to just tell you what they really need. Because I think I know, Heidi and I know after 11 years of leading this flock, what they really need. Now there's what they think they need. And then there's what they really need. And number one, they need you to be an example for them. Just be the example. We have to know that the gospel really works. There has to be a sample of people taking the Bible and applying it to their life and it bears fruit in it. And they're just going to need that it, to see that it really works. And so for you and Rachel, Nick, they need to see that. It's more important that you be than what you do. Okay. And I, want, I would say to you, and, and, and I've said this privately, like behind Pastor Nick's back. I'm going to go ahead and say it publicly. He's probably the best preacher that our Savior's Church has. He is. I mean, just get up here, preach. I know. One of you, I, I told one of, I was with one of our gentlemen, one of our men who's been with us for a long time. And I just said, hey, I want to share something with you. And I shared the transition before it went public with him. 
And he goes, Pastor you, I don't want to hurt your feelings or anything. And Pastor Nick, I like hearing Pastor Nick better than I like hearing you. I rebuked him and no, I said, I said, that does my heart good. That, that does my heart good. That, that means that's good. That's good for our future. That's good. I, I hope one day there's, there's a man behind Pastor Nick that will take over for him, that they'll say that about him too. The, the, you, you, want, you want the kids to do better. And so anyway, it's more important. Your offstage message will speak louder than your onstage messages. It will. And so it's more important that you preach really, really loud off this platform that they see it. Uh, in fact, they won't do what you preach. I'm just telling you, they won't. They won't do what you preach, but they will do what you do. So if you want them to do what you preach, make sure you, you are doing what you preach. So make sure. And the scripture talks about the light the revelation. And when we get up here to preach, you're going to turn a light on. In Bible days, the lamp was oil-based. It was the, the flame was driven by the oil. And of course, we know that the oil represents the Holy Spirit. And so it's one thing to be bright up here, but the secret to being bright is finding the oil, and the oil isn't found up here. The oil is found in your closet. The oil is found offstage. It's where no one sees. It's when you're with him by yourself that he fills you up with oil. If not, you'll turn on the light up here, and the oil will eventually go out. You and I have walked through, both of us have been very open with our congregation about the seasons that we've walked through when we didn't have the oil. And so it's important making sure that off stage is more important than on stage. Number two, don't live above them, live among them. Don't live above them, live among them. Look at me. These people, I know them. They are going to try to put you on a pedestal. How do I know that? Because they've tried to put me on one too. And so, but I go home and Heidi, I think I'm all that because they told me I was all that. And then Heidi knocks the pedestal down. Come on, give it up for Miss Heidi. She... Y'all know the secret in the sauce, don't you? After last service, a couple came and hugged us. We're so happy for y'all. This is awesome. This is the Lord. And the lady said, I cried when I heard it. And the husband goes, and not for you, Pastor You. <laughs> they cried because they were going to miss Miss Heidi. Y'all know, know who butters the bread, don't you? Don't let them put you on that pedestal. They'll, they'll try, but don't let them. Don't let them. Be among, I love what Jesus did. In fact, the scripture says, in Philippians 2, 5 and, 7, 5 and 7 says about Jesus, but you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he didn't think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up the divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human. And that just simply means for you and I, the favor that the, the congregation is going to give you, and they will, 
is not to be spent for our own selfish purposes and reasons. It's to be spent on their behalf. Take the favor of God that's on you and use it to minister and help the people that God has asked you to lead. And so don't live above them, live among them. Smell a little bit like St. Landry. You got to get, the more you're among them, the more you smell like them. And that's what you're supposed to do, to smell. Y'all sheep, y'all know that? (laughs) Number three, and don't get these mixed up, love Jesus. Did I spell Rachel right? Love Rachel and feed them. Love Jesus, love Rachel, and feed them. Many pastors get this out of order. They end up loving their church and feeding their wives, not you. Love her, feed them. They just need to be fed. Are y'all with me? Okay, let me warn you about them. I love this one, the restoration of Peter. Y'all remember that? When Peter's gonna get restored after denying Christ three times, Jesus is gonna come and meet him and say, do you love me, Peter? You know I love you, Lord. Take care of my sheep. Do you love me, Peter? Lord, you've already asked me this. You know that I love you. Feed them. Do you love me, Peter? Lord, you know. You know all things. You know I love you. Take care of my flock. He didn't ask them to love them, though I know you will. He asked to feed them. Okay, look at me. See these people out here? They gonna want boudin and crackling. They gonna want nuggets and ice cream. And every once in a while, you can give them that. But what they need is asparagus and spinach and broccoli and cauliflower. They don't like that. And if they eat that, then give them a little crackling. A little crackling's all right. But make sure you're giving them what they need, not what they want. Do you ever see that? And then number four, be you and do you. Be who you are, do you. Every assignment, your assignment, my assignment, every one of them has an expiration date on it. We all expire sometime. Some of you already got your dates down. You're looking, I'm 65 in two years. You already, you can't wait. How many of you, I'm not a big grocery shopper. Every once in a while, Heidi takes her life in her own hands and she sends me to Super One. And usually I got to have pictures, like not even words, just pictures. Take a picture of what you need and I'll go get it. And she'll send me to go get milk. How many of you men have ever had to go get milk? Now we have a debate in our household over who gets what kind of milk. If it's me, we get in whole milk. We get in fat in the milk. Ain't no such thing as 2% milk. That ain't milk. Can I get an amen? It's whole. Don't rob me on the milk. And she said to me, I'm getting, I refuse to buy 2%. Now, I don't drink a lot of milk, but if I want my sugar smacks, I'm getting, how many of you have ever done, you've done this and you've gone up there and you went, what's the date? And there's a date on it. And I don't know where I got this from. If I got spoiled milk back in the past or something as a child, I, every time I open milk, I can't help it. I don't know matter what the date is. I don't know if you have ever. All right, Ms. Good. Listen, 
Our leadership has expired. The assignment that we have has expired. Which means that the leadership that God is putting them in has not. Which means then God must need them and not us in the same assignment. That means there is going to be new things that are going to come forth that are going to be needed. And he needs them. He doesn't need us. If he needed us, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Are you with me? So listen to me. We're setting, and we're setting an example for you of how leadership should transition. And so somebody asked me, but what about all the dreams that we've had for St. Landry Parish? And I looked at my lap and said, all the dreams that we shared will be my lifetime, Nick's lifetime. And you just go down the list, maybe even to another generation before we ever see all of it happen. Are you tracking with me? Be you, do you. Honor the past, but have humility in the future. Honor the past and humility in the future, and it will serve you well. Trust your gut. God is with you. God needs you. And, and, and so I, and then I want to give you number five, just real quick. Number five, and then Vic's going to help me preach to you. Number five is be patient. Walk slowly. We've been transitioning for months. Our congregation has just learned in the last couple of weeks. So they're processing too. And you got to be patient with them as they process. I just had a conversation with a man who heard it for the first time last service. And just said, well, can I still call you? I've got your cell number. And we've had many great conversations through the years. I said, well, of course. But I also want to add Nick to your life. I'm not getting out of your life. I just want to add another relationship to your life because you're going to need him too. And as y'all walk this out in the future, and by the way, he's going to need you as well. And so I want to make sure that y'all walk patient. Be patient with the congregation as you walk this out. We've been processing for months. They've only been processing for a week. And it'll serve you well. Do y'all receive that? They receive that. Now you want me to get them? Sick them? Okay, okay. Come help me, Victor, because I want to talk to the congregation as well. So you have a responsibility as well in this. You go, okay, what's what's our job? Let me let me help you. Okay? But I gotta wait till Victor comes. How's it going? You good? Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Number, number one, follow their example and practice what they preach. Yeah. Hebrews 13 and 7 says this, Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. So that just simply means, look, if you, our role should be good. If you'll just do what we do, it will end up in a good place for you. And so it's important that you're hearing what they preach. Y'all know we don't just preach so you'll feel better. 
We're, we're preaching so that you'll apply the word to your life and then it'll bear fruit outside of here in your life. And so the way you can add faith to them is by taking what they preach and the example that they live and go, I'm going to do the same thing they're doing. I'm going to do too, because it will end up in the same result. Are y'all with me? The apostle Paul wrote, follow me as I follow Christ, follow Nick and Rachel, and it will be well with you. Did you hear what I just said? Follow their example and it will be well with you. So number two, this is important. Don't put my armor on Nick and don't put Heidi's armor on Rachel. What does that mean? Do you remember, do you remember David in the, in the Old Testament when he came up to the line where Saul and the Israelites were about to face the Philistines and there was a giant in the middle saying, just send somebody out to fight me. And David comes on the scene and goes, just a cocky teenager. He said, I'll go fight him. And they bring him to Saul, the, the, the leader of the army, the king. And said, this, this shepherd boy said, he'll go fight the giant. And Saul takes off his armor and puts it on David, gives him his sword so that he can go and fight the giant. And so he's trying to work it out. And finally, he ends up taking it off and says, I can't use this. You see, I, it's, it's, it's somebody else's armor. And he was used to using a different weapon, a slingshot. And he said, I'll go and take him on with what I'm used to. Listen, Nick and Rachel have gifts, talents, and abilities, and weapons that Heidi and I do not have. Don't put our armor on them and let them use their armor, and they're going to slay the giant. I'm just telling you. Are you tracking with me? Don't put it on them. R Rachel's quiet. She's more quiet. Oh, she ain't quiet at home. I know that. But she's more quiet. She's going... Heidi, I can't do what you do. Well, she's not supposed to do what Heidi does. She's supposed to do her. And, she, and Rachel's wise too, though. She goes, okay, so when we do women's Bible studies, Heidi, would you come back and do it? She, Heidi's like, uh, yeah, get out my way, hold my purse. <laughs> she's already, Mother's Day's coming up. Heidi, can we schedule you to do Mother's Day this year? Because I'm not doing Mother's Day. No, Rachel's got other skills, other talents. Her, our armor won't fit on them and their armor won't fit on us. Don't put it on them, the expectations. The mission is the same. They're just going to do it a different way than we would have done it. Let them, follow them. They're not supposed to fill our shoes. They're supposed to set another track in which to follow. And then number three, Give them some wool and some meat. You know what you mean? I love the analogy that Jesus uses. He's the shepherd. We're the flock. We're sheep. Sheep aren't stupid. They're not. They're just defenseless. They, they tend to wander off. I'm looking at some of you. We wander sometimes. And if the shepherd does well, the shepherd should be able 
to get some wool from his flock and some meat. And you go, well, okay, surely there's some spiritual significance to that. Oh, there is. The wool is what would be used for the clothing to be covered. It is the responsibility of the flock to cover your pastors. The way you cover them is by putting them at the top of your prayer list and that you will continually cover them in prayer. Congregation, will you do your responsibility for Pastor Nick and Miss Rachel? Would you do that for them and just cover them in prayer? Listen, you're only benefiting yourself because if they lead you to green pastures and still waters and that's where you want to be, then you want to make sure they get to green pastures and still waters because they're just leading you. And so you're going to cover them by giving them prayer. That's how you give them some wool. You go, well, how do I give them some meat? Well, the way you give them meat, I call that the sustenance, the energy, the protein. How do you give them the protein? It's by the words that come out of your mouth. I love some, some, this has happened a time or two since the transition. People are telling us as we're leaving what we meant in their life. But they never told us along the way. And the way you give meat to your leaders is by letting them know along the way the encouragement Thank you for preaching that word. That changed my life. Thank you for doing that for me. That, that really ministered to me. Thank you for doing that. By encouraging them, if you'll encourage them, you'll add energy and faith to them. And you want them strong because one day the devil's going to be at your door. And when you call them, you don't want some weak shepherd. You want a strong shepherd on your behalf. Are y'all hearing me? Follow their example. Don't put other people's armor on them. Let them be themselves. Give them some wool and some meat. I love what the scripture says in 1 Timothy 5 and 17. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of not honor, double honor. So whatever you were thinking, just double it. Just double it. They're worthy of double. Take care of those who take care of you. And just, and and can I just say this to you? Look at me right here. I'm going to encourage you. Congregation, y'all have done very, 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 very well in honoring Heidi and I, sharing good things with us. If you'll just take that and do the same for Pastor Nick and Rachel, they'll be strong and encouraged along the way. Well done. Give yourselves a round of applause. You've done amazing. 25 years ago, in conclusion, 20, Ricky, bring that out for me. Ricky's got some for me. 25 years ago, oh, I'm sorry, I got him. I messed the cue up, so it's not Ricky's bad. Uh, 25 years ago, when Heidi and I were installed as our first senior pastor role, uh, one of really a, a, a mentor in our life, a father figure in our life, uh, prayed over us and he gave us a staff. This is not the one. And uh, 
he, he talked about it. He goes, you know, on this end right here, this is to fight the wolf off. And you know what this end's for right here, right? As sometimes those sheep stray, and you got to put them around the neck, and you got to yank them back in. And uh, I see some people in the room that I've done that to here with the phone call. Where you at, man of God? No, where you at? And we keep it, it's in our living room. And it reminds me all the time of my role, the calling. And I think every shepherd should have a staff to remind him of the purposes and the callings of God. And Opelousas, you got to use this end a lot. And, well, you got to use this end a lot too. And I like this end too because I, 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 when, the, when the shepherd took the sheep into the sheepfold and they were resting because they would sleep, and it said when one sheep would get up and start bellowing in the night, the shepherd would just take his staff and just reach over and put it on its, put it on its back, and the sheep would just stop and it would settle him down. And he would just, under the weight of the staff, he would finally just go back to sleep again. Just, just go, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And so Nick and Rachel, it is our privilege for Heidi and I. I'd like for you guys to come. This is yours. And that you would take this staff and use it for the glory of the Lord and to pastor your people well. Come on up, baby. Come on, stand to your feet and give them a round of applause. to just pray over them I, and here's I've been our prayer for them and I just wanted to tie the boat can we tie the boat today we just celebrating today and we just gonna keep moving forward tomorrow is that all right here's my prayer for them double say that with me double we are praying for double the anointing double the miracles double the grace I'm praying for double the congregation, double the money, double the miracles, double the grace, double the mercy, double, just double, all things double. When Elijah transitioned to Elisha, Elisha walked in everything double. Would y'all just pray that with me? Just the double portion to rest upon them. Stretch your hands toward Pastor Nick and Miss Rachel, and we're going to lay our hands on them and pray for the double portion in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the precious gift that you have sent us. Thank you, Father, that you do all things well. This is not my church. This is not Pastor Nick's church. This is your church. You lift one man up, you take one man down. You transition, you change assignments. You are the Lord. It belongs to you. So, Father, in this new season... We pray over Nick and we pray over Rachel for the double portion of the Holy Spirit. Pray for double revelation. We pray for double vision that they will see bigger, higher, and further than any of us have ever seen. We pray for double the anointing. 
Father, we pray for double the miracles. We pray for double mercy, double grace. We pray for double resources that they're going to need to accomplish the purposes of God. We pray, we impart to them everything that you've laid upon us, we lay upon them. And that, Father, you would use them mightily for the purposes of God and for the glory of the Lord. We pray for revival in St. Landry Parish, and we pray that you would use them as an instrument for those purposes and for that very reason. Our job was just to lay a foundation. Their job is to build. We pray, Father, that you will give them a builder's anointing. Father, that they will see building. They will see blueprints and building and expansion and growth. Father, as they expand the kingdom of God and rob from the kingdom of the devil. Father, we pray that you would give them wisdom, discernment, and insight keen abilities. Father, innovation and creativity to flow out of them. Father, that they've never even seen or thought of. In the secret place as they pray and seek your face, that you will give them plans and designs. Father, that you will give them the strategy that is needed and the ability to see the enemy afar off. And so use them, Father, as an instrument for your hand. May the fire of God and the glory of the Lord rest upon them and to be used for an instrument for your revival power. We pray this and receive it in Jesus' precious name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Amen.